Welcome back to the Constructive Liberty Podcast. You're listening to an audio recap of Level Up Daily, a Monday through Friday video series that I release over on Odyssey and YouTube. Check the show notes for the links to each video. Hey guys and gals, it's episode 20 of Level Up Daily. If you're enjoying this little series and think I should keep going, drop a comment and let me know you want to hear more. Or if there's something that you would like for me to talk about or want to hear some more of something that I've already talked about, let me know that as well. So in yesterday's episode 19, I talked about setting goals and making sure that your goals are adaptable. Because so often we set goals and we, we tend to overestimate what we can accomplish in a day or a week and we uster, underestimate, we underestimate what we can accomplish in a year or five years or 10 years. And the short-term goals can often get us discouraged because we think, well, it's only a week, I should easily be able to get it done. But that can knock us down and really get us discouraged and make us want to quit because we feel like a failure. We failed to reach a goal that we set for ourselves, And that can be super discouraging. But I wanted to encourage you today to not let that get you down. Don't let missing your goal make you feel like a failure. Don't allow failure for achieving something that you set out to do to become who you are. Just because you have failed to reach a goal or achieve something within the allotted amount of time that you gave yourself. Just because you failed at that doesn't mean that you are a failure. You are not what you do, but you become who you are through the continual doing of those actions. Of the, It's those small habits that be, make us become who we are. But I got off track there. We're talking about failure today. Don't allow failure to define you. But I want to encourage you to use failure for every little action that you do is like a brick or a box or a stepping stone. And every failure is maybe a brick that's not quite right. It's not shaped exactly right. It might have a little defect in it, but you can still use that as a learning experience. You can use that as a tool in your knowledge arsenal for future reference to, to help you know the actions you need to take to reach your goals in the future, to achieve the things that you want. Each failure can be used as a stepping stone to the next success, to the next big thing. You've got to keep moving, keep doing. Don't quit. I've got flies buzzing in my hair every time I get a short haircut. They just bug me. But anyway, don't quit just because you screwed up a little bit. You messed up. You failed. You're not a failure. It's just you just figured out a way that doesn't work to do that thing. Or there was an element of what you did or maybe the timing wasn't right and that's what caused the failure. That's not who you are. Try it again. Go about it a different route. Assess it and figure out what went wrong. Like, what did I do? What do I need to change? To make so that I can reach that goal, to make so it's not a failure. How can I build on that to achieve the thing I want to achieve? 
and then do it. Go from there. There's, yeah, it's in the moment, it's a lot harder to just keep going and, and to try again. But really, when you sit back and look at the big picture of life, all you got to do is try. Just do it. Just do the next thing. I put out a post on Facebook here recently. I think it was on Friday. And I asked the question, what is the number one key to starting something successful? And I've got a lot of great responses. Everything from confidence in your ability to just starting to making sure you put God first to having the right people around you. And those are all great keys, great points. And I think they can all be true. Now, how can they all be the number one key to something successful? Well, because we're all different and each each uh, different situation, each thing we do is different. So it might be for the same person, the number one key for something successful might be different for each something that they start. You just have to know what it is that you want and then work backwards from how to achieve that. Set up a proper plan for yourself. Define the steps that will take to reach success. And if you fail along the way, it's okay. Just try again. Fail again. Fail better. Fail forward and learn from it. Have a great day. Good morning, y'all. Welcome back to Level Up, episode number 21. Hey, today's Monday, and so we're talking about relationships and personalities and understanding people based on, on their personalities and how everybody is uniquely wired. We're all wired differently. We were created with different likes and dislikes and different personality quirks. A lot of that has to do with how we are wired differently. Some of that comes from, you know, our experiences growing up. That does play a lot into it. But a lot of the quirks of our personality come from how we're wired differently. And as a disc model of human behavior consultant, I love talking about the different quirks in, in relationships and personalities. And a great book is by Robert Rome, Positive Personality Profiles. So I want to share with you some of the differences in the four basic personality styles based on the model of human behavior. Now, we've talked in the past about how there are four different personalities. There's the D, I, S, and the C, we call those the dominant, the inspiring, the supportive, and the cautious type. And I've talked in previous videos about how to understand which one is you. And so I'm not going to get into that today, but I'm going to talk about some of the differences today in how they approach life. So each personality style, when they approach a situation, they're asking questions about that situation. The high D type is asking what? He's like, what's going on? What do I need to do? He wants to know the what of like the big picture. The I personality type wants to know who is going to be there. They, they're not so worried about what's happening. They just want to know who's going to be there because they're worried about the people. They like people. The S, the supportive personality type, wants to know how things are going to happen. They, they need to know the process, and they need to know what it is, how they're going to do the thing. You know, they're not even worried about what it is. They just want to know how they're going to go about it. 
The cautious, the C personality type, wants to know why. Like, what's the point of this? Why are we doing this? Okay, so you've got this big project going, big whoop. I want to know why, what's the purpose of it? Now, if each different personality type was to buy a car, okay, the D type would go for a luxury car or or power. They they like the the big rumbly noise, something you know big and fast and and luxurious. The uh, the I personality type they want the sportiest car available because they're about the fun. They like sporty and fun. The the S the supportive personality type their vehicle would be a family vehicle. It would be something reliable. The C, the cautious personality type, they go for quality and they want something economical, something that they get a lot of value for their money. They're not so worried about what kind of car it is. They just want the value to be there. Their motto in life, the D, is just go for it. They just just do it. Just hit it with everything you've got. The I says, lighten up, man. Come on. It's, life is supposed to be fun. Just lighten up. Think of Ken Davis, the Christian comedian. He says, lighten up and live. That's his motto in life. The S says, all for one and one for all. Think of the three musketeers here. They're supportive. The C says, if something can go wrong, it will. How, how bright is that, right? <laughs> uh, their philosophy the D says, I want it yesterday. They know what they want, and they want it yesterday. Not now, yesterday. Give it to me yesterday. The I says, let the good times roll, man. The S says, working together, we can do it, because they're supportive. The C is like, don't show all your cards. Like, don't, you know, I, this is me. I'm holding it together here. Don't show all your cards. Now, if each one of these personality types was to go to a firing range, what would be their method for shooting at the target? The D is like, ready, aim. He's, he's all about, like, he's, he's shooting. <laughs> the, the I says, ready, aim. And then he's over here, hey, man, did you hear about so-and-so yesterday? They're over there. They want to talk to the people. Ready, oh, yeah, and then they're, then they're back talking. The C, or the S, I'm sorry, it's like, ready, get ready, get ready. They're just, they're worried, they're only getting ready. It takes them a while to actually pull the trigger. The C says, ready, aim, aim, he's over there aiming, making sure his aim is just right, steady, aim, aim, he's aiming, aiming, trying to get the perfect shot. It's got to be exactly right. That's the differences in how they approach shooting. And the last thing I want to talk about is each personality style's basic need in life. The D personality style needs a challenge. If they're not challenged by what's going on, they lose all interest. Like they are done. They, they don't want anything more to do with it. The I just wants recognition. They want to be recognized and seen and and um, they like people to see their value. They, they like to be recognized. They, that's their main motivation in life. The S wants to be appreciated. They don't so much want the public recognition, but they want to be appreciated. They want to know that 
you need them, that you like them and you enjoy them, even if everybody else doesn't know it. The C only wants quality answers. Like, if they ask you a question and you just kind of give them a, a pat answer and blow them off, they're not happy with that. They're not satisfied. They want quality answers. That's it for today, guys. See you back tomorrow. Do good work. Hey, good morning, guys and gals. It's Tools, Tips, and Tricks Tuesday. And today I want to share with you one of my most loved and most hated tools that I use on a weekly almost daily basis. Most hated for sure. Planner. Oh man, I tell you what. This thing here, when it's filled out, it's one of the best things I've got. It it helps me to remember appointments. It helps me keep track of things that I need to do. It keeps me on track with my goals. But when it doesn't fill itself out and I'm sitting there staring at blank pages and I've missed the last two weeks filling it in, it can get overwhelming. But I really want to talk about this particular planner. I've tried a couple different ones and the one that I liked the most previously was called the Passion Planner. This one here is from Ziggler. I really like this one. He, they give you, and I'm going to open up the page right here. They give you a place to set goals. So I don't know if you can kind of see that. You basically, you go through, you write down your goals, what you'll gain by reaching this goal, um, some obstacles that you need to overcome to reach it, the skills and knowledge required. And they've got little sections there for each thing for you to fill out to help you to reach that goal. And it's it's really goes in depth. If you spend the time, take the time to do it right. This is my second year with this one. I still haven't taken the time to properly fill it out. Look at my goals section. Almost empty. Not cool. I need to do better at that. But it's a really in-depth planner. And the thing I've found is when you work it, it works for you. When you do like I've done and use it more as a journal, it doesn't do so well as a tool. It's uh, or, or it doesn't do what a planner is supposed to do. It just reminds you of what you've done. A planner is supposed to keep you on track with your goals, to help you to know what's coming, to know what you've got to do next in order to achieve or accomplish the things that are important to you your number one goals in life bring your vision of the future that you want for yourself and your family for your church for your business for your kids bring that future into the present to make it reality because unless you go about intentionally doing the things needed to be done to achieve them it's never going to happen for you unless you know, by chance or by accident. You have to be intentional about the way you live your life. And one of the things that can help you if you work it is a planner. I particularly like this one. It's called the Performance Planner, a personal management and goals achievement system. And that's what this is supposed to do for you. 
but it won't do the work for you. You have to put the work into it. It's just a system that you have to work. One of my favorite things, but also my most hated. Um, it's got areas where you can fill out weeks, days, hours, all of that. And then towards the back, it's got uh, monthly sections where you can fill out each day. Kind of give a general overview of each day. It does have... Um, advanced plannings for next year, chart of progress for when you've achieved the goals. Like you write down the goal that you wanted, the date started, and the date you've achieved it. That section's empty for me also. Because I tend to uh, use it as a journal. I don't use it for its intended purposes. And therefore, you know, it's, it's for me kind of like using a skill saw to cut intricate joints for cabinetry or you know trim carpentry that's not the tool it's used for it's not going to make a pretty job and when you incorrectly use this it doesn't do what it was intended to do so i would highly suggest you if you pick up a planner doesn't have to be this one just anyone do the work required to make it work for you properly because when I do that, it works beautifully. But when I don't, when I get behind and feel like I don't have time, it actually works against me. And, I, and I'm realizing that if I don't put the time into it that it is required, it doesn't work for me. So it actually takes time away from me. Anyway, that's it for today. See you back tomorrow, Wednesday, for another episode of Level Up Daily. Hey guys, what's up? Today is number 23 of Level Up. And since it's a Wednesday, or as I like to call it, a wisdomous Wednesday, I've got a quote, actually quite a few quotes to share with you. Most of these people you will know, some of them you'll probably hate. But the quotes that I'm sharing with you today are meant to motivate and inspire you to get out and start your side hustle, to create extra income. So let's get right into it. The first one comes from the one and only Mark Twain, author extraordinaire. He said, the secret to getting ahead is getting started, right? So, so many people want to get ahead, but they just stay stuck doing the same things over and over and not getting started in anything. They don't move forward. They can't charge ahead. They can't get ahead because they don't even get started. Next quote I have is from probably everybody's favorite person to hate. Okay, Mark Zuckerberg. Now, why would I quote him? Well, they say even a blind dog finds a bone every once in a while. And this quote is a bone. Done is better than perfect. Okay, so once you get started, too often we fall into the trap of trying to get it perfect. I do that same thing. I don't want to put something out there that's not just perfect. I don't want people to be able to pick it apart. But when I sit there and when I think about the fact that me not putting it out there, not moving forward with it, is not helping people, I'm not providing value to people, I know things, I have access to things that can really help people level up in life that can help them move forward and 
achieve their dreams, achieve their goals, to create something amazing. I can help people do that. And when I sit there and try to make everything perfect, I don't help anybody because I'm not putting it out there. So done is better than perfect. Number three, this is one of my favorite people to read and to quote, Jim Rohn. He said, don't wish for things to be easier. Wish for you to be better. So always grow, always be learning and applying what you've learned. Don't fall into the trap of being the forever learner. I love to learn. I love to read. And so many times I find myself when I'm, say, in a coaching call like with my coach or when I'm trying to learn something in a video or listening to a podcast, I catch myself spacing out. And I think it's because I'm trying to cram too much stuff in here, too much knowledge, too much learning, and I'm not applying it. I don't put it into action. So you've got to put it into action. So don't wish for things to be easier. Wish for you to be better. When you can be better and you do better, things become easier. So continue to grow, but apply it. And that's what makes the easiness happen. This one from Martin Luther King Jr. If you can't run, then walk. No, I'm sorry. If you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, keep moving forward. So, you know, from a baby, they start out, they can't hardly move. They can't even roll over. Once they get to where they can roll over, they start to crawl. Then, after a while, they learn to walk. Then they're running. Most babies don't ever learn how to fly. But you get my point. You have to start somewhere. Start small. Remember that first quote, the secret to getting ahead is getting started? It starts with crawling. So when you come up with, have an idea of what you want to create, you don't know everything you need to know to make that happen. But you can do something, take one step forward towards creating that, towards making it happen, towards bringing that into reality. You can do at least one little thing towards that. All right, last quote I have. Nope, two more, sorry. From Tony Robbins, there is no such thing as failure. There's only results. So remember back in school when you had math. Most people hate math. I loved math. But when you had two plus two, it equals four. If you came up with two plus two equals five, that was a wrong result, okay? So in life, we often look at getting a wrong result as a failure. But what we perceive as failure is merely getting the wrong result. We had the wrong problem. We were working the wrong problem. We need to look at the results we want, look ahead to the results we want, and then work backwards, figure out what X plus X is to equal that result. If we're getting the result that we don't want, then we've got the wrong problem. So we've got to figure that out. And last but not least, Rory Vaden. Never heard of this guy before. But anyway, success is never owned. It is only rented. And the rent is due every day. Again, success is never owned. It is only rented. And the rent is due every day. Keep after it. Keep doing what needs to be done every single day. And do good work. What's up, guys? This is episode 24 of Level Up Daily. Now, in order to level up every day, you have to consistently take action. You've got to do the little things each and every day, but you also have to take action on the big things, the things that will really give you that 
leap forward in life. They, uh, that will give you a big return on investment. Yesterday, I created a room on Facebook. Facebook, yay. But I wanted to talk to people about side hustles. And this is so much fun for me to talk about. And I created a thread on Facebook recently and um, asking people what their favorite side hustles were. And had some really great comments on there, really good ideas. But yesterday in that room, I spoke to one gentleman who he was like, he wanted to start a side hustle, but he didn't know where to begin. And through the course of conversation, it turned out he had multiple skill sets and multiple days a week alongside his current full-time job that he could have utilized those skill sets to create extra income for himself and his family. And he wasn't utilizing, he wasn't putting that into action. He wasn't doing the work. And through the course of conversation, he's like, you know, yeah, I, I haven't really thought of this, but I can do that. It's a little scary to me to go try something new or to to uh, jump into the unknown. But as we talked through that, as we went through the conversation, he began to see that, yes, I do have these skill sets that I'm not using right now. I have used them in the past, but the job I'm in right now doesn't utilize that. And I've got multiple days a week where I can do these. Even if I put one day a week in that I'm not working at my current job, I can do this. I do have time to create extra income, to create something bigger, better for myself and my family. And that would change my life. So I don't know where he goes from here. I hope he takes action. But you have to think through things. Sometimes it takes another person talking with you, talking you through it, walking alongside you to help you to see those things, to put it in a different light than we can do for ourselves sometimes. Because we tend to talk ourselves out of action more than we talk ourselves into action. But when there's somebody else that can come alongside you, like a coach or a mentor or a trusted friend, they can help you to see that the action isn't that scary. All you've got to do is do it, and the results will come with, with the proper actions. So I hope that serves you today. What is it that you are holding back on taking action from? Let me know in the comments below. See you tomorrow. Hey guys and gals, what's up? This is episode 25 of Level Up Daily, and today's Friday, so talking personal finances again, and I've got for you... Seven Principles of Wealth Creation. Now, I did a podcast on this a while back, Team Catalyst Podcast. I think it's around episode 12, 13, 14, somewhere in there. But look up Seven Principles of Wealth Generation on the Team Catalyst Podcast. All right, let's jump right into it. Principle number one, start thy purse to fattening. And that's basically, okay, set the context for this. These come from a book called The Richest Man in in Babylon. I can't speak this morning. The Richest Man in Babylon. Go check that out. It's a really great book. It's pretty small, easy read. It's it's a fun read. It's uh, Principles of Wealth Generation. 
based in story format set in Babylon in ancient days. It's all fiction, but true principles within it. So the first one is start that person fattening. Basically, start saving money. And like as you earn income, as you earn that money, pay yourself first and set some aside for your future. Uh, number two is control that expenditures. Basically, create a budget. You need to have a budget so that you tell your money where to go and what to do for you rather than wondering where it went at the end of the week or at the end of the month. That's no fun. Have a budget and stick to it. Number three, make that goal to multiply. Not just a little savings account either because inflation outpaces the interest earned on a savings account. So you actually lose money in most savings accounts. Rather, you need to make wise investments and have your money, your savings multiplying, building upon itself. You want to earn that compound interest over time. Number four, guard the expenditures from loss. Don't spend on frivolous things or don't spend on things that will lose you money. Make sure when you go to spend money, especially if it's a large expense or a large outgo, then make sure that it's something that will bring you a good return on that investment. Number five, make of your house a profitable investment. Now, most people's home or house is, they consider it an asset, but it's really a liability because it's not earning you any money. You're Home, the place where you live, needs to generate income for you. Whether you're renting out a room or whether you have an office space in there and you run your side hustle out of your back bedroom or your garage or something like that. Or perhaps you Airbnb a spot for camping or, or whatever that may be. Make it profitable for you. Rather than it costing you money, it needs to bring money in for you. Number six is ensure future income. That could be through anything like wise investments. It could be real estate, like rentals, anything like that that will bring you future income. That's also part of that is saving for the future so that if you do come on hard times, you've got that to fall back on. You've still got that future income. And number seven, last one, is increase your ability to earn. Continually leveling up your knowledge, upgrading your skill levels, constantly learning new things that you can provide to people, new ways to provide value. You need to continually increase your ability to earn money. That's all I've got for those. Um, if you're wondering what this big old spot is on my nose, well, I'll tell you, I was attacked by a dinner plate the other night. Yeah. I was eating pizza. We were sitting there watching a movie. So I was holding my plate. You know, you've got your, you hold your plate in your hand. And I was trying to cut a bite. And I got off center and I, and my plate smacked my face and busted my nose. My wife just sat there and laughed while I'm bleeding. The attack of the dinner plates. Oh, well. See you back on Monday. Have a great weekend.